What's poppin'? This is Tay and Cass with the Level the Fuck Up Podcast. He explained life was just like a hill. And he was like, right now you're on the bottom of the hill and like, I don't think you could ever get lower than this. And life is always going to be like trying to climb up that hill. Welcome the fuck back tribe. We are back at it. Happy Monday. Hope your guys' weekend was fucking fuego. We have a guest on today. What is popping? <laughs> guest KJ, turn up, turn up. Hello, everyone. You guys, can we just like take in her cute little laugh? Like, I know, seriously, it might make this entire podcast. And her real name is Kay Jizzle. Let's be honest, that's her nickname. <laughs> It's funny. It's funny because in my phone she's K Jizzle, and now Kyle calls her K Jizzle, and it's just funny. Yeah, you can't call him yet. I love that. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? Like, who are you? What makes you you? How do you know Cass? How do we know each other? All things. I'm actually from Washington, and me and Cass met at a basketball camp when I was 12 or 11 years old, 12 or 13. Babies. (laughs) A little nugget. And I play, I actually play softball. So we met at a basketball camp. And ever since then, we visited each other about like twice a year. We've gone to Hawaii, Nevada. I'm in Tennessee right now with her. And then um, in about less than a month, I'm going to be playing softball at the University of San Diego. And I'm actually going to be studying psychology. And I want to be a psychiatrist one day. <laughs> Yeet! Yeet! Okay, so you're interesting as fuck. That's why you're on the pod. And like, <laughs> I'll just hit it with a little explanation from Cass's side. Yeah, okay, go. So, um, guys, for those of you that understand what PGC basketball is, that used to be my life, what's popping, that's where I met KJ. Um, but PGC basketball was a camp that was ran across the country that I coached when I was in college. So when I was in college, I would just travel to bunch of different cities and do like do these camps well I met like probably thousands and thousands of athletes like truly like it's crazy and I've never met one like KJ and I would say just even a human let's be honest Uh, and so when we met it was like instant like you're my fucking soulmate BFF I'm not sure what you are but like for sure somehow you're gonna play a big role in my life So from there, I feel like since then, I mean, we met when she was 12. Now she's 18. And so almost 19. Do the math (laughs) um, because I can't do it that fast. But anyways, um, and yeah, like she said, she's visited me twice a year. I've gone to visit her. And I just say like she's more my sister than my actual sister. And I think that plays a huge role in the sense of like, just because you don't get along with your siblings or your parents doesn't mean that relationship cannot be, I don't want to say replaced, but cannot fill like space somewhere else. And I was thinking about it a lot before this podcast. It's like KJ and I are so close. And if I would have been like, Oh, well, I have a sister and like my real sister. And, and it's not like her and I hate each other by any means. We just like, don't vibe. We don't get like, we just don't, we don't communicate. Like, it's just not a thing. We're not close. Mm -hmm. And so if I would allow for that relationship to be like, Oh, I'm not close with my sister to block the energy of allowing somebody else to come into my life in that space. Like, 
I would be doing myself and my life a disservice. And so I just think it's really huge that you, that we all recognize that just because you might not get along with your family members or a friend at this point in your life or like whatever, like an old friend that's been in your life forever, that doesn't mean that you can't let that go and allow for somebody amazing to come into that space. 100% my drop word, retweet, all the things. Um, I feel like too, just like going into like my family dynamic, like my whole dad side of the family like gave me so much shit for not being close to like my I don't know my aunts and my uncles and like my nana and shit and like Mm -hmm. I just want to talk to how like family isn't always blood Mm -hmm. and I feel like some 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 of the times most of the time I feel like you choose your family because Mm -hmm. I feel like relationships are choice and when you pour into certain relationships like you don't you don't, it, that's a choice. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like, Oh, like I have to be close with you because you're my uncle or you're my cousin. Like, I think you meet people in this lifetime and you're just like, I was supposed to meet you. Mm-hmm. And that just like describes that really well. Mm-hmm. I love that so much. And then like when I met KJ, which was, um, a couple months back, she came <laughs> and stayed in Reno with me and Tyler and Cass was there. And I just felt like, I fucking knew this bitch my whole life. Like it was, it was, it was definitely very unique. I mean, obviously I know that anyone that Cass has a bond to like me and Cass have a strong bond. Y'all know that. But whenever I meet someone that's super close to her, I think I'm just like, Oh, like I know that I'm going to get like, I'm going to understand this person and we're going to vibe, but it it exceeded my expectations. Mm -hmm. For sure. (laughs) You just the shit little nugget. Okay, well, why don't we dive into like, so what makes you dope as fuck? Mm, my drop. This is something we ask our clients, and so we're going to ask you. Um, Something that makes me dope. I feel like I understand emotions on a much higher level. Like, it's just, I, it's just a natural gift for me. So, like, at work people will come to me and they'll be telling me about their divorce with their husband and like just all these crazy things. And they're asking for advice from me (laughs) and I'm actually able to give them good advice. And so, yeah, I feel like that's what makes me pretty dope. So you think like you're like emotionally more intelligent than most people. Oh yeah. I'm emotionally very intelligent. (laughs) Okay. And then my next question would be like, do you feel, do you believe in like reincarnation or anything like that? Oh, yes. I'm, I believe we actually talked about this in Nevada and it has changed like my perspective <laughs> forever. I think that souls uh, regenerate, like there's the old souls and there's the young souls. And it's just like some, some people just really get it because they're an older soul. Yeah, no, for sure. I think so to just kind of tie you guys back into like this deep conversation that we had, we were like, I don't know, we were kind of like microdosing mushrooms and just like living our best life. And we got into this like whole last conversation just about reincarnation and just being open minded to like, everything, like whether or not you believe in God or reincarnation or whatever the fuck you guys believe in. I just think it's like really fueling to be open-minded to all of the things because we don't really know anything. And so what makes the most sense to me is like, there's certain people in all of our lives that we meet that are like wiser or like more experienced than someone else. And, um, for example, 
um, my stepsister, love her dear soul to fucking death. Like, love, I would fucking kill for her. But she's a very young soul. Like, she has not experienced a lot of lifetimes. And you can just tell in the way that she, like, her perception of life and her perception of people. And like, she gets walked all over a lot and she's not very emotionally in tune. And like, I can just Mm -hmm. tell she's a very young soul. And then with KJ, for example, like she's just very emotionally intuitive. She just gets it. Like you talk to her about deep shit and you're just like, Whoa, bitch. Like you've definitely lived like more (laughs) lifetimes. And um, so I guess like, I would just say to the tribe listening out there, like, just think about those people that you've met in your life that have just like, they're not even like necessarily credible and like an educated standpoint, but you just can tell that they've like, they have lived. And so um, just kind of open your mind to a little bit more of people like that. Um, Okay. Cass, you want to hit us with another question? Oh, hit them with the left. Hit them with the right. Um, No, this is good. Uh, I, um, Hmm. This is good. I feel like I just wanted to come from the heart here, and I didn't prep questions, if I'm being honest with y'all. No, you're fine. Um, so I'd say, KJ, what, how do you feel our relationship has played a role in your life, and like, how would you want to share it with others moving forward? Mm, that's how good. Ours, yeah. How would I want to share it with others moving forward? Mm-hmm. What do you mean? Oh, and also like how it's impacted you, like, you knowing Cass, like what that relationship has done for you in your life. Like since you met her when you were like 12, right? 12 or 13. Mm-hmm. Or like I'll give an example, like for Taylor, if I were to ask that question to myself about Taylor, I'd be like, the number one thing I've learned about her is to really like be an empath and like walk into my emotions and like have deep conversations with friends and realizing that like, their angle to something might not be my angle, but it's like all beautiful. Like the way she views things versus the way I view things and like teaching each other kind of thing. And Mm -hmm. so I I feel like because we're continually like learning and teaching each other in this relationship, it makes me want to do that in other relationships and ask more thoughtful questions, but also to understand like, it's beautiful. Somebody's not just like me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Well, I feel like I'm going to take it this way. Um, in a way, I feel like mine and Cass's lives kind of mirror each other. And like with a soulmate bond, I feel like when you have a soulmate bond, you are going to have like certain things that do mirror each other. Mm-hmm. So when I ask you for advice, like I just trust you over anyone else because I'm like, she's exactly me. Like this is exactly how I should do it. Mm-hmm. And so like that's really how you've impacted my life in the most part, I would say. But mm-hmm. this is like... No, it's it's exactly one because there's been so much, you know. Yeah, no, that's good. So how would you say that, like, that learning you can, like, pass forth to other people in your future? I can give you an example. I mean, I would say, like, you wanting to be a psychiatrist. Yeah, that's what I was just thinking. And go into psychology. It's like it'll allow for you to also realize that, like, either your clients play that role and you are the one giving guidance, but then Mm -hmm. also, like, you understanding that, like, two people that might be your clients, that could be a thing too. You know what I mean? Like for Mm -hmm. them, it's like, you'll understand that dynamic more Yeah, to help. Yeah. No, like going forth. I really feel like I truly believe that each person is like, every single person is put in your life for a certain reason. And like Cass has been like a prime example, like my real prime example of why 
that mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. because of how we've met and just mm-hmm. under yeah. the circumstances like what are the chances of all that yeah no for sure and yeah. what would you guys say it was about each other when you guys like I feel like I'm like asking um like premarital counseling questions <laughs> welcome to the premarital podcast <laughs> and like before that even came out like awesome so what was it like what was the initial spark about <laughs> just like infused with like depth of also just like okay I think too from a cast standpoint like you're how old at the time Oh, shit. I'm 28 now, so I would have been 22. So 22. Like, you're in, like, a stage. I mean, most people are in, like, a stage of, like, selfishness, like, whatever. Like, Mm -hmm. I feel like something really had overcome you to be, like, I want to take this specific person under my wing, and I want to invest in this relationship in, like, not only just time and Mm -hmm. energy, but, like, you really, really took, like, I mean, like, even, like, money, like, flying her out to places and, like, you flying there and, like, you really, Mm -hmm. really being a part of this person's life and, like, yes, the best way you could put that is, like, a sister, but Mm -hmm. what was it initially about your guys' like, connection that just was so different? Mm -hmm. We were the same exact person. Mm -hmm. Like, the same energy. Mm -hmm. I'd say energy. My answer is energy. For sure. And and people would be like, oh my gosh, that's your mini me. But obviously the yeah. reason they thought that she was my mini me, because like, yeah, she kind of looks like we could look like sisters, quote unquote, mm-hmm. but like we're not identical by any means. But um, I would just say like the energy, like the energy she brought, the energy I brought, it was just like matched. And yeah. I feel like no one's ever like matched necessarily my energy. We connected. It was just like, I feel like a soulmate bond is something you can't ever like truly explain how it happened it just Mm -hmm. happened Mm -hmm. and that's how it was Mm -hmm. and then I mean PGC is very in-depth like you get to know like people very in a deep way within a week and it's very hard to explain unless you experience that experience but um what I would say too is like when she left it was like I bawled my eyes out you (laughs) bawled your eyes out and it's like why would you bawl your eyes out after meeting somebody five days ago and so Um, And I mean, for those that don't know me, Taylor knows this, like, I don't fucking cry. (laughs) And so like, it was like a whole thing, um, which is just cool. And I think that that's the thing too, is like, I don't know, sometimes I'm like, am I one of the lucky ones that get to um, like experience all these amazing souls? And then another part of me is like, or you subconsciously open to these souls and these spaces and these energies that like you would want to pass forth and like I don't think that I'm special by any means I think that like it's something that like maybe because I'm an old soul I am more open to it but at the end of the day it goes back to like what I said earlier of like just because they're not family doesn't mean that they can't be the closest but like just recognizing certain scenarios you're in and recognizing energy and being really open to that. Like for example, right now I'm reading the untethered soul and the untethered soul talks about how like we have unlimited energy. It's ourselves and our hearts that shut off. Like we shut off towards things that don't allow for ourselves to be open, like within like our heart chakras. And so it just is interesting because I feel like I've recognized that, like I've recognized the time that I've been shut off. And then there's other times in my life that I'd say that I've been open. And so it just is like, one, read that fucking book, everybody. (laughs) And number two, just be aware of like how you are being open and into new situations and energies. Yeah, no, for sure. I really like that. That was really well said. I think too, like going into like 
just okay like we're born into this world and like I think KJ was touching on it earlier of just like um Cass was like your mirror or something whatever Mm you were saying and Mm -hmm. I was like listening to this video the other day that was like we're born into this world and like all of our lives are projections and it's just like this huge projection screen that we put up and then like what we actually are attracted to in people is mirrored back at us. So it's like just this huge projection screen that we are putting up of how we perceive life and like what characteristics already embody in us and like why mm. we're attracted to those specific type of energies because it's a mirror. Like you you were saying, like you mm. literally see these qualities that maybe, maybe you don't have, and maybe you, you see that in that person. Cause you know, you can have it. Does that make sense? Like, like mm-hmm. we are the creator of everything. Like we can literally have anything that we want. Um, and it all starts with literally us and our bodies and our souls mm-hmm. and stuff. But, um, we get to like see these people on our projection screens and we get to just like, kind of just like see either even like insecurity. So like, even when me and Cass have dived, dived into like me having envy with Cass or something, it's like, she was planted into my life because on my projection screen, these are things that like, I know that I can have, but seeing them in her made me think that I like, um, like my ego told me that I couldn't Mm -hmm. have, but my spirit and my soul told me that I could have. And like, it's just like this really beautiful thing of just like how we literally, like our mirrors of every single person in this world. Wow, so oh, good. Mind so drop. Oh, you're so good. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> <I can laughs> here for that shit. <laughs> but also, I do want to touch on this of like, okay, like we've all been in a space where we have friends or family members that we don't like, that are negative or that we don't jive with, or we've always been out there and been like, Oh, I want to have better friends or I want to have a better career. Like whatever that looks like, right. The energy, a lot of it comes down to energy. Like essentially you want to be in a positive dope ass energy, but if you're not being a dope ass fucking bomb energy yourself, what makes you think that you deserve to be around that? Yeah. And I think that that was like a huge hit for me because I'll, I'll hear different friends or um, like clients or just like anyone like out on social, like whatever, talk about like getting good friends. And it's like, or, you know, like ones that push you or people that like, or will complain and they're like, oh, it's like this person's being so negative and da, 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 da. And it's like, but are you the one being negative or are they being negative? Mm-hmm. Are you feeding into the negativity and like, how, maybe not even in that relationship elsewhere in your life? Like, how are you being negative? Mm-hmm. And it goes back to like manifesting and like energy of like what goes around comes around. And so it's like, if you want better energy in your life, whether that comes through your friendships, your career, your relationship, like then you have to put forth that dope ass fucking energy. Yeah. And it's just is like, sometimes I'm like, that's the fucking answer to like everything guys. Mm-hmm. And like, because we get asked all the time, how does our relationship, our relationship? Well, it's like name a time that we put negative energy into this relationship, you yeah. know? Mm-hmm. And I think, well, we're really real with each other too. And honest and same, and the same thing with like KJ too, is like the minute that I met her, I felt like my most honest, authentic self, which was really dope because that's probably what like I saw in you, which was like projected in a mirror for me, which was dope because you're like, 
so true to you, KJ, really quick, but to go into like energies and stuff, it's like that quote, which you basically said it in an energy form of like, in order to have good friends, you have to be one first. And I don't think that enough of us do the reflection work because it's hard and it doesn't feel good. And we would rather ignore doing the deep work and we'd rather blame shift and we'd Mm -hmm. rather blame everyone else for the reason why we don't either have a best friend or why we don't have a good relationship with certain family members or if we don't have like a boyfriend or girlfriend um Mm -hmm. I just think that all or find love right or find a soulmate and it's because your insecurities that you are dealing with you're projecting on other people and they don't want to be around that Mm -hmm. and I just think that you have to do the deep work within yourself to become like an, an aura to become like a contagious aura, contagious like energy, because it's like, you know, those certain people that walk into the room and, and they just like glow, like there, there's no jealousy. There's just like this infinite confidence, but it's not like a, it's not like a threatening confidence. It's just like, they love themselves. And like, you've seen that we've all seen that. And we've mm-hmm. all been like, what the fuck? Like Kobe or something. Like, mm-hmm. not that I've ever been in a room with him, but like, if I wish I would have been. But like, he would have probably walked into a room in like humble confidence that just radiated. And it's yeah. like, he did the deep work to get there, you know? And it's like, all of us need to get there. But I was also listening to this thing. I think it was actually in my book. I was reading about um, in Think Like a Monk because I haven't finished it yet because I'm a slow reader. It's totally fine, guys. You know, we're embracing the slowness. Um, But he kind of touches on fame and fortune, but he was talking about fame. And, like, I'd never looked at fame this way, but, like, fame is, um, like, how everyone else views you. So the minute that you get famous, your perception of yourself is based on what everyone else thinks of you and not what you think about yourself. So before you get famous. So like, like all these TikTok influencers, all these Instagram influencers, all just all these people are getting like overnight fame. And like, we look at that as successful. Like if they didn't have a belief or a strong relationship with themselves, then they are now like craving all the validation from everyone else. And I just feel like this is the world we live in. Mm, Does that make sense? Sorry, that was a really long twist and turn. I'm here for that. I'm really here for that. Um, And I think the cool thing too is like when you are so close-knit to humans, they understand your insecurities better than like anyone else, right? Or you're able to like have that conversation with them as well as like what do you need validation in? Mm Because at some point it's like we all need validation in something, right? And so maybe that's like a cool, dope conversation to have right now would be like, what are our insecurities and like, what, where do we seek validation? Yeah, no further. Let's dive in. I I can go because this has been a thought for me for a while is I'm very performative and I'm very, and I think we could probably all relate on this because humans have been trained to be performative. Um, Like even I read this quote recently that was, um, it said something about, you know, some like being productive and like take, take rest, like, you know, from being productive, like, you know, take rest or whatever. And this Mm -hmm. girl just kind of like re 
redid a video on this quote and she was basically talking about how like in our culture in our society we don't think that rest is productive and um I just think that for me I'm just very like I want to feel like I'm being productive and so I like need reassurance in that Mm -hmm. that I'm like that I'm doing the right things or that I'm like sometimes this is why I post on Instagram stories of like morning to night because then I'll look back at my Instagram story and I'll be like oh fuck yeah like I did a lot that day I feel good about myself which is Mm -hmm. so stupid Mm-hmm. Yeah. because what if what if I like just woke up didn't touch my screen all day would I still find that productive because it is mm-hmm. do you know what I'm saying what mm-hmm. do you guys struggle with mine drop one two one two <laughs> <laughs> do you have yours my productive you go okay I'll go um no like what's your insecurity slash what do you need validation in yeah mm-hmm. I would say for me um because I come across like as like I miss hype women hype women within like photography within business and life coaching within this podcast within friendships the times that I'm not able to be hype women I'm insecure in that sense of do people like me when I'm chill and I feel like that's an identity thing that I've been trying to understand in the past year and a half of like um, accepting that like I am an extrovert introvert, especially as I get older. Um, but I'll still like double think like even yesterday we were on the boat with like a bunch of people and I just was like, I feel like I didn't like bring, bring the energy or like, I feel like I just like, you know, I don't know. I just like overthought that because I was being like the introvert cast. And so I'm insecure and like need validation that the, like that is okay is to be like the other side of me because people always want the hype section question. Because I think only certain people get to have the hype cast. Yeah. And like my question would be what situations or environments, like the three E's that we always talk about, like mm-hmm. element, environment, and energy. Mm-hmm. What is your element and what is your environment that makes you feel like you can be that hype cast and feel authentic? Mm. Mm-hmm. I really think it is um, the environment is more in a setting of where I'm not having a lot on my plate because I think that because I've had so much on my plate this year, I've realized that I'm less and less hype because of that because I'm pouring out in so many different areas right now Um, because originally I would say like with you, obviously, like with Tay, like doing our fucking thing, doing podcasting, but like two weeks ago when I was there, I would say like, yes, there was a portion of me that was hype, but then another portion of me was like fucking drained. And so it's like, I think when I'm not, I don't want to say in balance, but when I'm in harmony, I'm able to give my highest energy to those that like matter most. But I think that's another thing as I'm realizing is I'm only going to give it to the people that matter most. Or back in the day, I would give it to everybody. And so that's where it's like changing, but I'm, I'm working through being okay with that. Cause that's like, good, yeah. the way I be, you know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's good. No, it's really well said. Okay, KJ, KJs. Okay, well, I'm really such a people pleaser. And I would say that's like probably my biggest issue is I'm always feeling like I need to make others happy or I need to like meet, (laughs) I don't know, like meet the requirements of others. That's what I'm always stressing about. Like with, from my parents to like close friends to my college coaches to my softball coaches. Like at my tournament, I was noticing 
I'm injured and there's nothing I could like do, but I'm like, why? I feel like I'm doing nothing for the team right now. And I was putting my pressure on myself that I was just like doing nothing. Um, and I guess I need like validation that <laughs> from others that I'm, uh, how, I don't know how to put this one. I need validation from, I just need validation from others in general. <laughs> no, yeah, no, that's, that's completely normal. Like, don't judge yourself for that. Like, we all. Yeah, no, literally, that's how I feel. I'm like, what do I need? Don't, don't judge yourself for it, because we all fucking do. We all crave it. I think the human nature thing to crave is to be seen and to be yeah. and feel heard. And so mm-hmm. when we don't feel seen or heard, then that's like we question everything yeah mm-hmm. yeah no so good Dang. yeah that's probably like yeah so for those say, of you that are listening I would say like what is something you're insecure in and where do you need validation and how are you working through that because I think that's another piece is like the reflection piece of not only understanding but like continually processing how you're moving forward yeah no for sure on what you're learning okay KJ I'm gonna ask you a few questions okay Okay. Okay. What's the best piece of advice you've ever heard? Like my mind, my mind instantly goes to my dad. I was like in a really rough patch and he had explaining like life in this way. He had said life is basically, it sounds really just basic, but it always stuck in my mind. And like throughout hard times, I always think of it because it's just so simple to go to. Um, He explained life is just like a hill And he was like, right now you're on the bottom of the hill. And like, I don't think you could ever get lower than this. And life is always going to be like trying to climb up that hill. But sometimes you're going to, it's basically full of ups and downs. And it sounds so basic, but like, I think about that all the time. It's just like climbing the hill. No, that's sometimes I feel on top of the hill. And then sometimes we're struggling. (laughs) Good. That's, That's really good. That's really, yeah. really fucking good. Cass, what, what, was your, what would be yours? My best advice that I've ever gotten. Mm-hmm. Hit us. Hit us with a mic draw. Okay. Um, <laughs> I would say that this is a PGC-related um, advice, and it would be this. So <clears throat> if you didn't get what you wanted out of life, you either didn't actually want it or you tried to bargain over the price. And I feel like that's a huge one. Yeah, mic drop there. Um, But I would say, yeah, a lot of times we're trying to bargain over the price. And it makes you realize, like, and it makes me think of, like, what am I trying to bargain over the price for? And a lot of the times it's patience and it's time. And we won't, like, sit in the time. And so I think that that's my biggest thing is, like, being patient. And, like, I've learned that so much over the past couple years. Fuck, that's really good. I think, too, it's, like, when you think of, like, what you're trying to bargain, it's, like, what is the cost of the life that you're living? Like, what's that? How do you, like, word that? Like, what is the cost of you not, like, living the life of your dreams? Or, like, what is the cost of you not pushing through that one fear that you have or that one excuse that you have? Totally. Totally. No, it's so good. And I'll I'll even touch on this. It's, like, on textbook right now, like my life is the best it's ever been in regards to like where I'm living, that I'm traveling for work, all these things. But the the bargain here is the time I'm spending 
doing so and like the grind and like the travel and all the things. And so it's like, yeah, it might look great, but that doesn't mean that it's like the dream life, you know, like, but it's like knowing that like, this is a piece and this is the space that will get me closer to where I want to be in that regard. But knowing that it's never going to be perfect. There's never going to be a time where it's like, quote unquote, balanced and quote unquote, Mm -hmm. perfect. It's like, that's the full acceptance of that is I think that a lot of the times we are going to have to bargain or we are going to have to have, you're always going to have a, have to have a negative side to everything. There will never be a time. There's not a fucking negative side. So fully embracing that and just reflecting on how, like, if you hate this negative side right now, like say example, if I hate the negative side of traveling so much, the next year I need to transition and not travel so much for work where if that's not my negative side and something else, then I need to like work on that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know, it does really well put. It's really good. I really love that. It's a thinker for sure. It's a thinker. I mean, mine kind of goes off of that, like a twist off of that of, um, I don't remember. I think I might've like heard this from like Ed Milet or something like that. Like, um, but when I heard it, it really hit. And it was whether you believe that you can or you can't, you are right. Mm -hmm. And it was such a mind fuck for me because I think that I have, I've had, I'm recovering from a lot of limiting beliefs. Mm -hmm. Um, And there's a lot of deep work behind that, right? But, um, you know, your childhood, every single thing that ever happened to you and experiences lead you to your belief system about yourself and what you can accomplish and what you can achieve. And when, when you say you can't do something, you're right. Mm -hmm. But if you say you can, you're right. Like Mm -hmm. it's whatever you believe about yourself. Mm -hmm. And I think that really, really embodying that and believing that whatever I want is something I can deserve, like I'm deserving of, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, so good. Mike drop one, two, one, two. And I would say that that <laughs> is a freaking wrap for our podcast today. We love you guys so big. We'll have Kate Jizzle on again, maybe like five years from now. How cool would that be? <laughs> it's like to redo a different podcast, but she's a different age. I know. Well, okay. With every one of our guests, like that one was like kind of a deep dive, but I kind of want to do like a rapid fire. Rapid fire. Ready? Go. Okay. Are we ready? I think so. Maybe. (laughs) How do you choose to level up daily? What? (laughs) How do you choose to level up your life daily? Oh, um, honestly, I'm someone who's actually really self-aware and I feel like I do this naturally I'm always like analyzing myself and situations and improving myself, like kind of on the spot. I do it all the time. It's quite exhausting, but (laughs) yeah, I I would say that's really how I level up on the daily. Does that come from sports? You think really quick? Probably. Probably. I played sports since all I can remember, but like competitive softball since third grade. So you just coach yourself. I love that so much. Yeah, I literally am coaching myself 24-7. <laughs> I love it. Especially at your age, dude. It's just mind-blowing. Okay, number two. How do you anchor yourself through hard seasons? I would say doing the things that I love. Mm. But Okay, so for my injury, 
I can't do the things that I love. So basically got injured in May and I cannot play softball. I couldn't play my last like travel ball season ever, which was like really heartbreaking. But um, normally I would be like playing softball and that gets my mind off of things. But um, I would say hanging out with close, like people who are really close to me and like having deep talks. I like obviously seeing Cass. I have a really... Um, He's my weight trainer, but he's a family friend. I live in a small town and basically like, it's just like this little barn. And um, we have like a really deep talk about like my injury and just like how it relates to life and like all of life's challenges and how everything is supposed to happen and how it's like mentally, it's mentally gonna prepare me for college. Like I'm gonna have this under my belt and if something else was to happen, I'd know how to like handle it mentally. Whereas like kids who haven't dealt with anything like this, like getting an injury in college, that's like pretty scary, but I'm going in with an injury. So <laughs> that's, um, that's like, yeah, mental toughness right yeah. there. Yeah. I would say my solid answer for that is like talking to people. I'm such a, I love people. <laughs> so I have to like really deeply connect with people I'm close to. Good. I love that so much. Um, okay. Number three is basically the, the question that we answered before of the biggest piece of advice you would tell your younger self. So we can just kind of go to number four. Um, what is something that people get wrong about you? Um, that I don't care. (laughs) I'm like the world's most, most emotional person. And I think like, since I'm so good at masking my emotions because I don't want other people to know. Um, people just don't think I like have, I'm emotional like that. Mm. They don't know about it. <laughs> they don't know. They, they ain't the real ones then. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, Number five, what or who makes you feel the most confident? What, who or where makes you feel the most confident? Hmm. Where, who, what, where, or who? Um, ooh. It's actually the first thing that hit my brain. Um, I play baseball for my high school, and I would say probably like the baseball team because, like, my coaches and my teammates because they believe in me and I'm the only girl. (laughs) No, I love that so much. Yeah. And just the fact that you fucking play baseball with the boys, like (laughs) a moment of silence. (laughs) Okay. And number six, where do you go when you want to recharge or refresh or connect with yourself? The beach. The beach, bitch. Uh, My front yard is literally the Pacific ocean. (laughs) Chalice. and I'm moving down to San Diego where it's the beach and I love it there that's gonna be so nice dude okay yeah. seven what's an area of growth that you're working on right now mm. <laughs> so so many um I'm gonna pick one and that would be um <laughs> not being so sensitive <laughs> like I I would say I let I emotionally react instead of like thinking through it. Like I'm more, I react with the heart and less with the head. 
Ooh, so don't take things so personally because mm-hmm. I feel like your sensitivity and your emotion is gonna follow with my next question which is going to be what what is your superpower or gift and mm-hmm. I feel like I mean I'm not gonna answer for you but I feel you know like it. your superpower is like you're such an empath and you are mm-hmm. very like interconnected to that so I love that about you yeah that would be my superpower I just answered number eight okay um, <laughs> Number nine, what's your favorite book, podcast, or resource that you think would be really valuable to everyone listening in, aka the tribe? Okay, honestly, my immature 18-year-old self is really bad at watching podcasts or reading books, but I just started reading a book because that's been my outlet for my injury. That was like one thing I have been doing. And I just started a book. It's called Let That Shit Go. Hey. And it is really good. I literally write notes in my phone about it and I can like connect each oh, chapter. I love that so much. Out. You know what you said at the beginning too, which was my favorite part? Is you what? say, I don't watch podcasts. I know. <laughs> I, too. I was like, clearly she doesn't listen to podcasts. She's like, like don't yeah. watch podcasts. I was like, that was fucking amazing. <laughs> okay and number 10 last but not least plug yourself where can people find you follow you or get in touch with you oh okay my instagram is kirsten.hoffer but we can spell that out for you it's k-j-i-r-s-t-i-n dot h-o-p-f-e-r and yeah that's about it go follow guys she's so freaking cute and she has the most, most aesthetic feed and she's just positive vibes and we just love this bitch we hope that you guys really got a kick out of this episode it was just like deep questions just girl chat um we love you guys and we hope that you guys have a kick-ass motherfucking week and ta-ta for now and ta-ta, ta-ta. the fuck up <laughs>